Welcome back to the Call to Build podcast. This is episode 16 and welcome to season two. I just want to take a minute to thank everyone who has been listening and giving your feedback and even leaving reviews. It really makes such a big difference and I really, really appreciate it. I hope you have been enjoying the podcast so far and this season we have a lot of good guests and topics coming up, so I hope that you will enjoy it. Today, I have a good friend, Susie McLean, who I met in Northern Ireland 16 years ago, which I shouldn't be old enough to say, but I am. (laughs) And we have an awesome conversation just about being called, what that looks like following the Lord, and really just about leadership. So I really hope you enjoy. Just as a heads up, she was having a bit of construction done in her home, and so you might hear that in the background in a very short part of it. But it goes away, so hang in there with us. Thanks. So welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm very excited today to have one of my friends from way back in the day, Susie McLean, and you get the treat of hearing her awesome accent, (laughs) which she doesn't think she has, but for us, it will be a treat. Um, And I wanted to tell you the reason, the way that I know her is that I met her in Northern Ireland about... I don't know, a very long time ago, like 16 years ago. I don't know when it was. I think 2003. So yeah, that's 16 years. I can do math. So I was very excited to be on a performing arts team there where we danced and we sang and we went into schools and we put equipment up and down a lot. (laughs) And she was my leader and my boss there. And so I'm going to let her introduce herself a little bit, tell us about herself and what it is that she does now. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. I am delighted to be on the podcast. So I am delighted to chat to you, Ashley. And just, yeah, after all these years. So we've kept in contact and seen each other now and again, but it's lovely just to chat and and see what you're doing as well. So thank you for having me. Um, So what would you like me to, what would you like to know to begin with? Well, what is it that you do now? And yeah, just a little bit about where you are in life right now. Well, yeah. So yes, so back when I met Ashley 16 years ago, I was working for Youth for Christ. And I am currently still working for Youth for Christ. Now, in um, my role has changed dramatically. And um, back then, I was leading the creative arts team that Ashley is talking about. We had an amazing time going into schools, sharing ministry. Um, and then I ended up um, working for Youth for Christ over in Eastern Europe for a couple of years, from about 2007 to 2009. And then took two years to go and work for another organization. And then in 2011, came back to take on the role of director of Youth for Christ Northern Ireland. So I've been doing that for the last eight years, which is crazy because it still feels like it's only yesterday <laughs> when I took on this role. But actually, just in September past, or on the 25th of September, I've been eight years as director of Youth for Christ Northern Ireland. Wow. I know. Wow. It's crazy. <laughs> Honestly, how are we this so old? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, so I've been with Youth for Christ for a long time. Started in just before actually Ashley came, started in 2002. And apart from that two year gap, I've been working for Youth for Christ this whole time and absolutely love it. And I'm still excited to be working for the same organization and still the same passion that I had back when I started in 2002. Yeah, so what, like, just give a little sampling of maybe what you do. Yeah. 
Yeah, so um, so obviously I trained as a youth worker, so that was my heart and passion. Um, whenever I, I had actually went on to study math and computers from school, but just really struggled with it. And I suppose at that time, tricky year out and was feeling like God call me. I just had that sort of sense that actually was calling me into youth work. So I trained as a youth worker and I've been doing youth work for so many years up until I took on this role. And obviously I work we for Christ Northern Ireland as a youth organisation. So we work with young people, mostly ages probably 11 to sort of 18, maybe a wee bit older than that, probably up to 25 when you're talking about young people who are in leadership. Um, but obviously my role is very different now. So I'm not necessarily doing di direct youth work with young people. My job is to manage the overall vision of the organisation. So thinking about what are we trying to achieve? What are we trying to do? And our heart and our passion at Youth for Christ is to reach out to unchurched and unreached young people. Yeah. So young people who are completely alienated from church or have never even have any safe background or have ever been to church. Yeah. Our heart and our desire is to reach out to them. And so my role is to manage the vision of that, of how we do that. Um, making sure our teams are passionate and, and I guess doing that on the ground really, really well and supporting them to do that really, really well. But also then finding the funding and meeting key funders who want to support that mission um, and have a heart to support our vision and our passion for young people. So a lot of my role now is that managerial, but at the same time, still really visionary so still really seeking to go god where are you leading us to what might you be pushing us into that's new so really trying to listen to god for the organization um, and then run i guess manage that with a team of amazing staff and individuals and volunteers that's so awesome and you've always been such a cool visionary so i love that the lord has you in this position where you are so faithful to listen to him and then do that so yeah, it's very, it's cool to see you walking in what he created you to do, obviously. Yeah. So that's very exciting. I, I love it. I have to say, I love it. I really love it. And it's interesting because I thought to myself, there are times when you're trained as a youth worker, you think, actually, I'm not doing direct youth work. Is this where I really want to be? But yet when I see what's happening on the ground and the impact that we're having and that my role, even though it's not directly always right. with young people, that my role is making that happen. You mm. get that that's, that's your passion. And you're like, well, I want to make sure I'm putting everything in place so that our teams on the ground are having you know, the best possible chance to engage with these young people. And that doesn't mean I don't engage with young people. Like I do, I go out and visit our teams. I go to summer camps and summer programs so that I can keep in contact with them. And, and most of the young people would know me or would know of me, which is good as well. So yeah, yeah, good. that's very, very exciting. So you kind of talked about youth work. Do you, would you say that you think God, how do you think God created you? Like, what do you think he made you to do? Yeah, so I think that I, I definitely think he's made me a creative person. Yeah. And I can see that even from, um, like even when we were doing Axiom, when we were doing the performing arts stuff when you were right. involved in that, actually, like I had, whenever I first started my youth work, like my first job, even though it wasn't with Youth for Christ, it was with a theatre company. And I just love that idea of being creative. And so actually then when I went to work for Youth for Christ, there was that idea of being um, cre creative. But even now, the creativity is different, but there's still something about being creative around, around how do we be creative and how we engage with young people? How do we make sure that we're giving them the best? How can we think through new ideas, develop new ideas? Um, 
within that. So I think he, there's definitely a sense of creativity in me. It just comes out in a different way now. But also, there's, I think he's also created me, and I've only been learning this over the last wee while, there's something in me that wants to, when things are maybe not going well or something is it's struggling, I feel like God has given me a gift to try and turn that around. Not in my strength, but actually listen to what God's doing and what needs to happen to fix something or to turn something around um, and not being afraid of that and persevering through that. Um, and that can be really tough and really hard when actually everything is set telling you just let it go because it's failing or it's not working. Okay. But actually, I think God's given me a real persistence to go, I'm going to work really hard at this and I'm going to pursue that and to see if we can shift that. So even with young people and culture and the things that they're facing, it looks hopeless, mm. but there's something inside me and God's created me to go, well, actually, I believe there's hope in that. And actually, what can we do to turn that around? Yes. So I think there's something in me that's very persevering in that way and won't let go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing, but that's the way it is. <laughs> Yeah, no, totally. I, I studied Nehemiah and I love, I called it like holy resilience, right? Yeah. Like he's like, I'm yeah. going to just keep building no matter what comes against us. Like yeah. I'm just going to totally. keep going. And yeah, I really think that is from God. I think it's like the gift of faith, right? Like yeah. I see what God can do yeah. as opposed to what I see in the, in the yeah. world totally. we're in. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. So what has your journey looked like as you follow, you kind of said like this, it's like a creative theme yep. really, but um, has there any been any hard parts in, in following the Lord in that? Yeah, definitely. Like, I don't think, I don't think any of it has been easy. I think mm. probably, probably when I was doing the creative arts, the art stuff, I really felt like I was really in what God, the niche that God had me in. And that, at times that was still difficult too, because it was long hours and it was, it was tough at times, but I, um, but I really enjoyed that and I really pursued that. I think in this role, that's where I've been the role of director now. That's where I've really found the challenge, because all of a sudden, and I would say my biggest challenge was, um, trying to sort of shift my mind because I felt at times I wanted to please people and not please God. It wasn't I didn't want to please God, but sometimes the desire to please people yeah. um overrid that because you were just like, oh my goodness, everybody's relying on me. They somebody wants this, somebody wants that. I need to make sure that everybody's happy. I'm the director. I need to make sure I'm in charge of this organization. I need to make sure that everybody's happy. And actually I I can remember probably there was a time where actually I could sense that I was being a people pleaser but actually it wasn't working because because when you try to please people actually you end up pleasing nobody because you're <laughs> trying to please one person but this person's still not happy over here and actually I realized that actually that what they needed from me was to please God and pleasing God might not be exactly what they thought they needed and they might be like well that's not giving me what I want but actually in the long term pleasing yeah. God was better for the organization and better for the staff yeah. but it took me a while to learn that actually I would say yeah. probably about my second year as director I was struggling to be like oh my goodness people demand so much off me and I just have to meet all those demands and then I just suddenly hit me one day I was like I'm never I'm never gonna if I try to please people it's, I'm never gonna get there yeah. and I'm feeling at what God has asked me to do and so I just had to really pursue God and I remember actually just studying more around that and reading more books around that but really just seeking to please God and be obedient to him and actually that's where 
I probably found a shift, a shift happens. And I think naturally at times when we're in leadership positions, the, the people, the people coming to you makes you go, okay, it's all about the people. Well, actually going, yes, it is about the people, but actually it's about God first and being mm. obedient to him. So that was probably a big learning curve, but actually the best learning curve in terms of this role and not because you cannot be a leader and be in this in any of these any position like that if you're pleasing people and not pleasing God. So so like just personally asking like how you did that because I really struggle with you know rejection really of people yeah. making decisions that people aren't going to like or think that I should do. Yeah. Um did you just kind of have to let them be yeah. mad at you or let them reject you? Like how'd you work through that? Yeah. So I think I found at the start, I was just like, because at the start, I just wanted to please them. So I would just do what pleased them. But what I realized was they still weren't pleased. <laughs> right. I, I thought, I am doing what you want me to do. I, I, I am pleasing you. I have, you've asked me to do that and I'm doing that. But what I realized was that actually they thought that that's what they wanted. And so I, I thought, okay, I need I needed to just please God. Um, what happened was I gained confidence when I started to do what God, what I felt was obedient to God. Okay. So when I gained confidence, when then somebody came to me and said, that's not what I want. And I, I felt like, well, actually, this is what I feel God's leading us into. They all of a sudden started to respect me, actually. Now, they didn't necessarily always agree. They okay. would go like, I don't know if we should do it that way. And I had to just let go of the fact of not everybody will be happy with this. Now, that okay. was... That was me having to learn how to deal with that. And I had to go, God, I need you to build confidence and resilience in me because my natural tendency, I'm going to be similar to you, would be to want to be like, I just got really upset about it at early stages, going, oh my goodness, they're just so unhappy with me. But I just kept praying, God, I need you to build resilience resilience in me that even if they're not happy, I know that I've done what's right by you. So actually I am confident in my decision and confident that I'm leading the way you want me to lead. And so I just had to keep pursuing him and pushing into him because if I, if I, for one, I'm not saying there wasn't moments where I let, where I was, I felt like I let what they were saying affect me. And I maybe wasn't probably emotional about that. Um, but I had to go, God, no, I totally need to just lean into you and you need to build, you need to build this resilience in me because I right. can't do it myself. Right. And so, and I think the more I started to make those calls, the more confident I became. Whereas okay. so now in my position, I will make calls and I'm like, everybody might not like that call, but actually they started to then go, do you know what? Susie's not just doing what we want her to do. She's really doing what she feels God is. So actually... We really respect that. Even yeah. if it's not what we would do, we really respect that. Yeah. And that's hard to make a shift then for everybody. So, yeah. So I'm not saying it was easy. Right, but right. But I feel like just saying, God, I, I can only do this if you give me the strength to do this. And yeah. actually, then the more confident I gained in that, the stronger I became as well. So yeah. yeah. I think that's just like such good leadership advice. I mean, any leader that we look up to or we follow has to make those decisions and if they took into everybody's consideration what they wanted like zero things would happen (laughs) and the thing is everybody because you could be working with 10 people but all 10 people could have a different view so then which one do you go with do you know what mm -hmm. i mean you're just like actually if i'm trying to please all of you i'm never going to please any of you um i think it's getting to the point where you realize that and then go so it's okay And and it's okay to then once you've made a call to go 
four people will not be happy with that but that's okay yeah 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 (laughs) because hopefully long term if I believe this what God's called me to do then actually they will get that it might take a while that's so true but that's really good good I'm like I'm taking this all as like personal counseling right now (laughs) 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 so thank you (laughs) all good (laughs) um so as you have been pushing into this and in pursuing this and really building that whole place, what keeps you encouraged when things do get hard? Um, I think, first of all, probably knowing I am called to this role. So I really felt when I, when I ended up applying for this job, I didn't feel I was qualified. So I didn't feel like I was good enough, but I felt God was calling me to apply and so when I got it I was like what are you serious God (laughs) (laughs) so there is something in a sense of I don't I feel like I was called to the role so that first of all to know God called me to this keeps me going Mm. and I think secondly that that desire to see things for things to be better for things to be better for young people for young people to fully experience the power of God and that that what God's put in me that desire to go like God I know that there's more for me there's more for me there's more for the young people we work with mm. there's more for our communities there's more for our churches so knowing that pushes me to go well then what can we do about that mm. what so knowing that actually God said there's more than this and not to let go and yeah. um, it probably encourages me and keeps me going I think also we do actually I have to say like we have got a really amazing team of staff and volunteers that I work with and seeing them on the ground every day hearing the stories of the impact that they're having in young young people's lives and how God is moving so when you hear that a young person like we have one young person who um you know got involved with one of our centers totally you know addicted to drugs totally life of mess but yet encounters Jesus and comes and says I've been carrying this knife around for four years but I believe God's asking me to give it to you because I don't need it anymore because actually he's changed my life you're just you hear those stories and you go this is why we do what we do this is why I'm part of this so even though it's really tough and it's really hard sometimes I'm going to keep going yeah 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 yeah. what kind of advice would you give to people as they try to figure out either what they're called to or following God into that calling Sometimes I think that we think that God is like that things are hidden. Like we have to really search for what it is that we're good at, or like God, what is it I'm good at? Whereas like sometimes I think we just need to look at the obvious. Mm. So I know for me, from the word go, I loved being creative. Like my mom and dad would have said, like from I was three or four or five, dancing, performing, that yeah. whole idea of being creative was in me. So sometimes I think we just need to ask people around us, like even to say to your friends, what do you see in me? What do you see that I'm gifted in? Whether that be, you know, just how I engage with people. So I'm just, I'm a, you know, so I would say for Paul, people are just attracted to Paul. So people just mm-hmm. want to talk to him, have a conversation with him, and he can go deep quite quickly yeah. and actually get to the core of maybe what's going on with somebody. And I'm like, that's a real gift, Paul. Not yeah. everybody has that gift, you know? Yeah. So it's, asking people around you what do you see in me what do you see that I am good at what do you see that's coming out of me and actually just listen to that and not be and just go and actually just ask yourself what I feel that I love to do that I'm really passionate about doing um because I remember actually even with you like you were just I loved getting you to open up the bible and just share the bible and you were so good at it and I was just like 
this is a total gift. You know what I mean? It's not, this is not coincidence that this is what you're so good at. And I just mm. remember that in those early days with, with Axiom and stuff. And so it's seeing that in people and allowing people to call it out in you. So allowing people to see that and call it out in you and to recognize it and then say, go, okay, go, what do you want me to do with that? Yeah. What, what could I be pursuing with that? And what, what opportunities? And I think just then just looking for opportunities to pursue that, whether that be in a paired position or whether that be in a voluntary position to allow you to develop and grow in that. Um, and just, and I think the more you see that, the more other, you'll start to see other things in yourself, either through people calling them out or through you noticing them. And then I think you just push into those and allow God to, yeah, allow God to sort of, develop that even further and grow that even further and it's all about then developing it because it's there yeah. but then it needs developed and it needs encouraged and you need people around you who value you and love you and will encourage that in you do you know what yeah. i mean yeah. i'm going to people around that who will do that as well who are just yeah. good god people who just right. love you <laughs> and will pull that out of you as well so yeah so i think if you're wanting to pursue that and go into that you know whatever that calling is then figure out what that is by asking people and, and even what you love yourself and then just start to create opportunities, find opportunities to do that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. And I think like what I love about the fact I started doing these interviews a little bit is really, there is no direct path to calling. No. It's, it's no. just like who you are and following him as he blows you here and there and all the other places. And somehow it all works together to what he needs you to do. And I think that's so beautiful, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's less of a science and more of a, like an art. You know? Yeah, totally, totally. And it's funny because um, I can't even remember what book this was I was reading, but it was about listening to God. And he was saying that sometimes we want to be so, we want to be so specific. It's like God is calling me to do this very specific thing. But sometimes it's like, a playground so actually in the play playground there is swings and slides and all these different things you could be doing and actually God's saying you can do anything within the playground just stay within the boundaries of the playground mm. but actually it doesn't matter what you do or where you go you're still in my will mm. where sometimes we think as God's will is like very direct and very thin um, and I'm not saying God doesn't call you to a very specific thing to do but actually sometimes at school and actually there's a world of stuff that you could do, but as long as you stay in the boundary, yeah, actually yeah. you're still in my will. Yeah. So I think sometimes we can get caught up and going, am I in God's will? Am I not in God's will? Well, actually, as long as biblically, you're not doing anything that's outside of God's biblical view. Right, right. Then actually allow, allow the freedom to go, well, actually, I feel like I want to pursue that. I feel like that is something that God might want me to do and I'm going to push a door and see what happens. Yeah. That's really good because I think I've spent a lot of time and I, I've talked to other people who are afraid to miss it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to miss it somehow, but I remember, I don't know if the Lord gave me this or if I read it somewhere, <laughs> I don't know, but that like, if you're walking somewhere with someone that you love and they see something awesome, you're not going to miss it. Like they're yeah. going to make sure you see it. They're not going to yeah. be like, Oh, well I saw it. Yeah, too bad. You, you didn't see yeah, it. You didn't see it and I didn't tell you about it. <laughs> And so, you know, like when we're walking with him, he's going to, he's going to make yeah. sure we don't miss it. Totally. So like, yeah, I love that analogy of the playground. That's really helpful. Um, okay. So one time when it was my first year in Northern Ireland, we had yeah. this awesome retreat and it was, I don't, I forget the guy's name now that did it, 
but um, we did all of these exercises. Do you remember this? Like mini versions of ourselves standing on our hands. I think it was a guy called Mark Dodds. That's who it was. Yes. I I mean, I just love that. It was like the best retreat. That was an amazing retreat. I really love that one. And I I remember every single exercise that we did because it really impacted me. Mm -hmm. And one of those was when we all had those empty chairs across from us. Yes. Yes. And we had to imagine our old self. Yeah. Giving our, our current self advice. Yeah. And I really, I should do this regularly with myself because I tend to ah, about everything. (laughs) And my old version of myself was all, would always be like, calm down, Ashley. (laughs) 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 Because I really, and also I always pictured the Lord going like this, like handing me pills. Like you forgot to take your chill pills today. (laughs) (laughs) But like the question that I wanted to ask is like, if you could talk to your younger Susie mm-hmm. self, what would you tell her knowing like the journey that God's taken you on? Okay, that's a good question. Um, I think I, I just, I probably wish I had learned sooner to just pursue, to not worry about other people and pursue God. And mm-hmm. so that's a big thing for me. So that whole pleasing people had, did have a massive impact and it to learn to just really please God, I think I would be saying, don't worry about that because God will sort out, God will sort that out. Just pursue him mm. relentlessly. Just be obedient to his calling. Um, don't be so fearful. So fear really cripples us. Yes. Um, and I would probably want to say, don't be so fearful. Just be, be, be open when you're chatting to people. If there's a fear there, then just talk about it. Um, deal with it. Try not to let that cripple you. Um, be just be open and be honest with those that your your family, with your friends, with those that you work with. Um, and don't feel like you have to go. Oh, I'm so fearful of this, or I'm worried about this. Um, and then hide that, but just be mm. open about that. But actually, release those fears to God as well. I probably want to tell my younger self. I also say, don't work all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes just go and have fun and be with people, mm. and just be with friends. Be. Um, I would also probably say, look after your friendships. So take time with people, be intentional about that. Don't just let those lapse and then realize, hey, I haven't spoken to that person in such a long time. What happened there? I would say be really intentional about friendships because God is all about relationship. Do you know what I mean? Whatever context that's in, family, friends, spouses, um, he's so passionate about relationships. So relationship with him and the relationship with others. And actually that's what we're trying to teach in Youth for Christ. So if I'm not living that out, what am I teaching the young people about community? Mm -hmm. And so I think I would be saying, because I think at times I got so obsessed with work being okay and giving my best and it being perfect that I let maybe friendships go and I would say don't, you know, now I'm trying to, to rectify that and change that and, and you know, work, you, you know, working on my friendships and relationships. But actually, I wish I'd done that earlier. Okay. So I would just be like, yes, God wants us to do a good job and what he's called us to. But actually, he's more concerned about our relationship with him and how we're just living that out in community and life than about the job that I do. Yeah. So actually, let that be your, make sure that you always keep that as your first calling. That yeah. idea just relationship with him and then how that spills out into relationship with others so 
yeah that's probably a few things yeah and I really love that about relationships because I just think like in western society in general we are measured by what we can produce and so when like when we're just like maybe focusing on relationships it's like not really like measurable it's kind of fluid again and I but I just love that about the Lord because he's like okay like you don't need to have like all your like boxes like you just need to trust me and it always comes back to faith and trust and love and you know all those beautiful kingdom things right so I think that's really great advice in our society right now (laughs) and I think it's just that keep coming back to no matter what we do so even no matter what we're called to whatever wherever God places us you know in terms of ministry or leadership or anything actually above anything else he just wants us he just mm. wants to pursue oh, us good. so actually all that stuff pales into insignificance yes he's given us that opportunity he's called us to that position or whatever that is but actually he if that was to mean that he didn't have a relationship with you he would want i know that he wouldn't want me to do that because he wants mm. my relationship with him first so i think just to constantly keep that the focus and remember that and it's not it's not easy all the time because sometimes sure. we get caught up Sure. And the other stuff, I'm like, wait a minute here. Where am I pursuing God in this? And how am I continuing to pursue him and allowing him to pursue me? So That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. Okay, so what is something, and it can be about Northern Ireland, it can be about anything, but what's something that's like been burning in your heart lately? Or even about what's coming up for you soon? <laughs> um. So probably, so I am about to have a baby in like Yay. two and a half weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So probably my mind has been baby focused for the last yeah, year. Yeah. Um, and I think even, so I've been doing lots of handover stuff with staff this week and te- our teams and just really, um, and I suppose that just allowing God to teach me that actually it doesn't all rely on me. Um, <laughs> that, you know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't, yes, the ministry yes. will continue, things will go on. Um, but actually, so actually just letting go has been really, really good and just going, actually, God, this is in your hands. This belongs to you. It's your ministry. So first mm-hmm. of all, that to let go. But I suppose the thing that's then been burning me is like, what does it mean to really be family? What does it mean to give this child the best start in life? And I don't mean just like practical things. I mean, like in terms of godliness and actually mm-hmm. teaching that and the values of that and um, and how society has robbed us of that and so actually even thinking of some of the families that we work with because we've found a use for Christ more and more that actually when we work with young people we need to work with the families as well it's okay seeing a young person come to faith and explore that but actually when they go back back into their home environment family is so important and so actually how can we teach people to live out just the values and the love that God wants and what his desires for family Um, and so I really want I really want to model that, Ashley. I want to go, God, what does this look like for us? What does it look like for me and Paul? And this wee baby that's about to arrive, what what can we model to those around us? Mm. Um, I'm not saying we'll get it perfect, but I want um, I want to give everything to this. I don't want, you know, to be distracted by other things. I want to give, give everything to being a family and teaching that what God wants and what God, how God values family and yeah. So, so that's probably probably loads of things but because I'm pregnant that's been my yeah totally my yeah <laughs> you have full permission <laughs> yeah 
very exciting time. Yeah. Okay, so um, just as I, that, this is probably the final question, which you already kind of answered, is what you're looking forward to yeah. coming up. And so I guess having that yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah, having this baby. So yeah. also nervous, excited, but nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, this is our first baby, so we're just like, we haven't, we have loads of nephews and nieces, but then when it's your own, it's completely different. And I said to Paul, we don't have a clue what we're doing. <laughs> None we of us do. Know what we're doing. But then I'm like, it's okay. Everybody's in the same boat when they have their first child. Like nobody has a clue. But we, I just say, we just, yeah, we just need to learn together and grow yeah. together in that and support each other in that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're really excited. And I just think too, coming up to Christmas is a lovely time to have a baby. Yeah. Yes. Like, all Christmassy and all snug in the house. And isn't um, your anniversary in December too? It's our anniversary in December. Ah. So we'll be 15 years married. <gasps> oh my word. I know. How crazy is that? I was at your wedding. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so so, um, so yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So yeah. So um, yeah, we're really excited. It's just going to be, it's a new season. Definitely a new season of life for us. And yeah. I know it'll change everything because obviously even going back to work will be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and managing all of that and, and managing that well and creating boundaries and balance and all of that um but i'm i'm excited for the challenge and seeing yeah so yeah it's good it's very exciting yes it is very exciting well and i just have to say like just talking to you i'm like oh that's why i loved it there so much because i just <laughs> love you i love you so much and it just makes me sad that we don't live close to us so i was like we can definitely, definitely have tea it. frequently and talk yeah, about our hearts oh, i know that's what i love like i just love getting with people and that's talking about God and who and what he's doing in us and what we're struggling with I just yeah love yeah I just yeah and you don't get it all the time because I just think life kicks over sometimes so it's how do we continue to pursue that even now even when you're yeah. married when you've got kids with all of that stuff totally like, so yeah how do we still make that priority yeah. but Ash, you just need to come visit I, I have know. a wife that can fit your family you can just come <laughs> and stay here we have a guest bedroom you can come stay in the guest bedroom you don't have to pay for accommodation you just need some flights Okay, okay. I'm going to uh, talk Daniel into that. So <laughs> Come for a holiday. That would be amazing. Yeah, I would love it. I would love it. <laughs> but thank you so much for doing this. I think like you have such good insight and um, just good perspective on what you do and, and your heart. I just love that too. So thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. It's been great. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today and listening to the Call to Build podcast. It would be so helpful if you would rate and review this podcast if you enjoyed it and share it with your family and friends so that others can be encouraged in building the kingdom of God in their special and unique way. If you want to take a screenshot of your podcast app and put it up on Instagram stories, be sure to use hashtag call to build and I'm going to be shouting out others who are building God's kingdom. Thank you for being here. Now let's get building. Thank you.